0: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500 CBS presents America Changed Forever with CBS News correspondent Jeff Pegues.
1: Thanks for joining us. I am reporting this week from Buffalo, New York. I was here for CBS News covering the sentencing of the Buffalo shooter, the mass shooter, who on May 14th of last year went into the Tops supermarket and killed 10 people. According to investigators, the killer was or is a white supremacist and his goal was to target black people. He didn't even live in Buffalo. He lived more than two hours away and according to investigators, he essentially cased the Tops supermarket. Here's why. Investigators believe that he drove all the way from his hometown to Buffalo because he was looking to target black people. This is someone who investigators believe had been radicalized online. Someone who ingested so much hate that he decided... I'm going to buy a gun and I'm going to go to Buffalo, New York, because that's where I think black people are. And I'm going to target black people. That's what investigators say happened. The victims in this case, 32 years old to 86 years old, he was gunning down the elderly, certainly people who couldn't protect themselves. It was a cowardly act. That's why I came up to Buffalo this week, was to see him sentenced in the state case. The judge sentenced him to life without parole. But he still has the federal case ahead, to which he is pleaded not guilty to 27 felony counts. So we're here in Buffalo, and we've talked to family members of the victim's. And as a journalist who's done a lot of interviews with family members of victims over the years, they don't get any easier. My daughter,
2: Robbie Drury, was a young woman. She was not married. She had no children. She never will. Robbie was our youngest daughter. When people ask, how many children do you have? I don't know what to say. Today, when I think of Robbie, I think of her alone, laying on the pavement for hours. I've never been able to see or touch her after that day. My dad was Andre McNeil. He um,
3: went to that store to get a cake for my little brother, because May 14th is his birthday, my little brother's birthday. I wanted to know his every move, where he was going, what he was doing, and I made sure I tagged along. And the one time he leaves without me, he doesn't come back. After this happened, I constantly beat myself up about him going, and I'm still pissed off because he wasn't given a chance to fight. He was blindsided. You hit him, and he didn't even know he got hit. And I didn't think I would be strong enough to look you in the face and tell you this. And how much you hurt me, my little brother, who's three years old, got to
2: grow up without his dad. He was all I had left. And you came in here and moved up on May 14th and took that from me. Where you're going, I've been. And your own kind's going to get you. Just so you know, I've been in that prison. Your own kind is going to get you. Everything that you think that you know about prison and whatever they told you is a lie. How can you possibly stand up here and say that you're sorry? That you're sorry. You're playing this whole thing. You planned it. You put it on a video like it was a video game and watched it. I watched my sister-in-law get shot by you. I watched it. The hatred that you must have in your heart for black people, I would never understand. I don't want to understand it. I watched you kill my mom. I watched you on the internet. I watched you shoot her once. Reload, and shoot her again. While I was writing this, tears fell from my eyes. Thinking about what a beautiful person you took. I've seen you a couple times in court. And you look like a young man that could be anybody's son. I don't wish the death penalty on you. I wish they keep you alive. So you have to suffer with the thought of what you did for the rest of your life.
3: It's not a day that goes by that I won't remember May 14th and being two minutes sooner. I could have been in that store. And all I think about is, could I have saved my aunt? Could I have helped her get away from the bullets? At 19 years old, I had to bury my first son. But the pain I feel from you taking my eye from our family. So do I hate you? No. Do I want you to die? No. I want you to stay alive. I want you to think about this every day of your life. Think about my family and the other nine families that you've destroyed forever.
1: As I was talking to the family of one of the victims, I kept thinking. You know, this is an interview that I want people to hear. Because oftentimes when we do interviews like that, we don't give family members of the victims enough time to tell their story, to talk about the heartache of the loss that they're feeling. But we're going to do that today here on ACF. Because as you know now, the name of this program, Is America changed forever? And I think it's fitting. Uh, On this week, we talk about a mass shooting. Because these mass shootings every day, every week, are changing America. They didn't always happen. Mass shootings are something that is relatively new in this society. I mean, everybody remembers Columbine. And at the time, Columbine was just such—it was such an anomaly. But now it's not. You know, those days of people feeling that their kids are safe in school. I mean, when I grew up, that was the thinking. Hey, you send your kids to school; they're at, they're safe there. Parents don't say that these days, and it's sad. So these mass shootings, whether they're at an elementary school, Newtown or whether they're at a supermarket, they are devastating. Not only for the family members who live with their loss every single minute of every single day, but also communities, because there are ramifications for these kinds of mass shootings. Think about how if you have 10 people killed, how that can devastate 10 different families. It has a life-altering impact. And I don't know if we think about that enough, but it's something that I'm thinking about this week as I cover this mass shooting. I also wanted you to listen to the victim impact statements. Those are the statements that family members make. They walk up to a podium and... If they have the heart to do it, it can be really, really difficult. They look in the eyes of the killer and tell them how they really feel. You'll notice that I haven't said his name. And part of the reason for that is because you don't want these killers to be glorified. And there are a couple of reasons for that. Because if you glorify these people, there will be others just like them. As crazy as that sounds, that's the psychology behind these kinds of events. The people who do this are cowards and they do it for attention. They feel ignored in their lives, so they do it for attention. They want you to know who they are. Even if it's their final act, they want you to know who they are. That's why family members of the victims, as well as law enforcement and the media, we've gotten to a point where we try not to mention their names. So I'm not going to mention his name. You might hear it in this broadcast, but I'm not going to mention his name. What you're about to listen to is the statement from Barbara Massey, who lost her sister, Catherine Massey. Take a listen.
2: I'm not going to be nice. My name is Barbara Massey. I'm Cat Massey's sister. You killed my sister. Cat, let me tell you about my sister, Cat. Cat weighed 110 pounds, 72 years old. Cat would do anything for anybody, any time. Cat was intelligent. She was a teacher. She was my best friend. She was anything at any given time. Cat was a protector. If Cat saw you, she probably went in her pocket and gave you some money, even though you didn't need it. Cat was an eye. She was a great eye. She was a cousin. She was a prince. Cat said she was committee of one. There's nothing Cat wouldn't do for people. I want thing to choke you is leave my favorite on your neck. Because it was unnecessary. You leave 200 miles to come to Buffalo. You don't even know any black people. 95.7, that's what they said, for so the in your town. You don't know an Indian, a Mexican, nobody. You're a little punk decided to come and kill my sister. I talked to Kat every single day. You know what I made mean, Kat happy? Kat. Kat didn't have any children, but she said she had 34,000. That was the number of kids in school. Kat had so many children, our mind went, boom, for her own money. There's nothing Kat would do for anybody. You know what I made mean, Kat happy? Us cutting grass that we don't even own. That made my sister happy. That's what I was doing when you killed Kat. I was doing her law. I was here eight hours with my family, banging the couch, is my sister okay? You blew up her f***ing neck of her head, man. hundred and ten pounds. Seventy-two years old. I want to, ch- you better stick those places. You better say, Cow, Make y'all be me, because I will hurt you so bad. You have made me sick. You got my family crying. I miss my sister every day. I miss three doors down again. I talk to Kat four times a day. My brother Ward goes up there and sitting the apart with Kat like to feed. My son called Kat triple black because she was so proud of her head. My nephew said Kat was a saint among sinners. My sister, Kat was a great person. Kat didn't hurt anybody. Not anybody did you don't come to our city and decide you don't like black people. Man, you don't know a damn thing about black people. We're human. We like our kids to go to good schools. We love our kids. We never go in those neighborhoods and take people out. So,
1: So what you heard at the end of that statement was the commotion in the courtroom because Barbara Massey's son lunged toward the killer. He was restrained. There was a recess, and then the sentencing resumed.
4: There is no place for you or your ignorant, hateful, and evil ideologies in a civilized society. There can be no mercy for you, no understanding, no second chances. The damage you have caused is too great, and the people you have hurt are too valuable. To this community. You will never see the light of day as a free man ever again. It is the judgment of this court for your conviction under the first count of the indictment, a domestic act of terrorism motivated by hate in the first degree, an A1 felony, that you be sentenced to life imprisonment without parole. Under the second count of the indictment, I am imposing a sentence of life imprisonment without parole. Under the third count of the indictment, murder in the first degree, I am imposing a sentence of life imprisonment without parole. Under the fourth count of the indictment, life imprisonment without parole. Under the fifth count, life imprisonment without parole. Under the 6th count, under the 7th count, under the 8th count, under the ninth count, under the 10th count, under the 11th count of the indictment, a finding of youthful offender status is not appropriate. There has was nothing hasty or thoughtless about your conduct. There are no mitigating factors to be considered. You will be sentenced as an adult on the remaining counts. This concludes these proceedings, and the court will stand in recess.
1: We're going to play my interview with barbara massey and her niece almost in its entirety stay tuned for that because i don't i don't think you want to miss it their words their heartbreak i don't think it'll ever leave you you're about to hear barbara massey talk about her sister and adrian massey talking about her aunt all right so
5: barbara what did you think when he apologized it it means nothing to us he didn't mean it, and it was just ridiculous. That's how I felt about it. It was ridiculous. You apologize. How you apologize to the dead? He wasn't sorry. He's just being sorry so the federal government don't decide to give him the death penalty. That's the way I took it. Do you think he deserves the death penalty? 100%. They got to, you know, when, when these people are going around just killing people, not only just black, when they killed the kids and all these others, they got to nip this in the bud. You can't keep housing these people, you know, taking money from taxpayers to house these people for what? What do you got? Like 10 life sentence. What does that what, mean? What do that really, mean? What does that mean? You know? Put him to death. He needs to go. He needs
6: to die. He needs to suffer. If I was I'm concerned, I yeah. feel he needs to suffer. Yeah. And then he needs to die. Yeah. He needs to go on like general pop. He doesn't need to be isolated. And then that he needs go to go to, go to general population.
5: And then he can have, you know, they can sit in some together. Because one of the main things people keep telling us is if he go to federal jail, that he may end up with people like him. He'll be a hero, you know? And for me to wake up every day, especially we're about to go in the spring, and me and Kat would be doing our outside stuff, and he's kicking and breathing, and my sister down six foot below, that's destroying me mentally. He has no remorse. He has no purpose. Just like he thought they didn't have a purpose, he has no purpose with me. I hope you get the death penalty, but I hope they don't keep him for 10 years on death row. I wish it'd be tomorrow, but I know that's not going to happen. But that's how I feel. Even, I mean, my sons and them changed their mind. They want him to be in there for life. I'm never going to change my mind. Never. Mm-mm. He set out. He did it. He came from a place which I did research on him and a population of 5,000. The census said 95.7 was all white. So he don't even know any people of color of any color other than white. And here he is at 18 years old, he could have went through the whole internet and found other things to look at. He, he was racist, he liked it. Then he talked about how he locked himself in his room for two days. You 17 years old, your parents don't go down and see what you're doing? You locked your, you barricade yourself? This is what he said. And then they talked about how he uh, was sent to the hospital for mental issues. Your parents didn't do nothing? You serious? You got a teenager in your house that need help, mental help. You're both engineers, so you educated. You didn't think to get this child some help? You didn't know this boy took your car and all this ammunition? Then they talked about how he took ammunition to the neighbor next door, his friend? Nobody knows this, but he put it all online. We know it now, I just read it. He's evil. I have no remorse for him, I've never felt like this, but I never had no loved one killed. And what he did to Kat, he shot Kat in the back of her head twice. All 110 pounds. I keep telling that because she's small. She couldn't run. If she saw a cat, couldn't go nowhere. You know, because she had to watch when she walked, but she never stopped doing what she liked. I just hope and pray I don't think cats see them. That's what we like to tell each other because cat talks to everybody. How you doing? I know this person. So I am hope she didn't even see it coming. I hope she just saw people running and probably thought to herself, what the, you know? Mm-hmm. His parents should be held accountable for something because I can't see a 17, 18 at the time getting all this stuff in the house and you never went in this child's room, you don't know what's going on. That don't make any pipping sense to me whatsoever, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't have no love loss at, at all for any of them because I think that cat on the ground, shot her twice, and then all those people had to go in there and clean all that up. And I even heard a cop my brother said, we were there, we were there eight hours, right? Seven. Eight, Police officer eight, eight, eight. said, I can't go back in there. And we out there, we can, you know, we can hear and everything. And then my nephew, he's a union, uh, Glazer, and what they do is put in windows like this office. So they didn't send him, of course, because that's his eye. And the young man that went to put him in, he couldn't go back to work because that's how devastating he was. He did all this devastation, and, and he's now, sorry. And now he's sorry. That means yeah. nothing. It means absolutely nothing. So yeah, I believe sorry is for the living, yeah, not for the dead. Yeah.
6: That's something you sit down and talk somebody, talk it over with somebody when you're sorry. Yeah, it's too late to be sorry. Who are you sorry to us? He didn't even appear in court one day because he didn't feel like he didn't feel like coming. And I wanted to know what else did he have to do? He's not sorry. I'm sorry. He got caught.
5: And if it was any other day, if he had walked out of there and I say this and I mean it from my heart, if he had came out of top supermarket and it was any other color at that time, I don't give a shit if he came out there naked. He would have been killed instantly. There was so many cops there, probably less than minutes. It took me exactly five minutes, and it's probably like a seven minute ride from my house. My neighbor told me they were shooting and I knew my sister was there and my brother had already went. And when we got there, I have never seen that many police officers in my life. And they showed him coming out, put the gun down, surrender. The bodies was on the ground. I saw the two bodies on the ground covered, but I could see the hand and I knew that one cat hand was too big and too dark. And they let him surrender. He put it down just as nice because at the time, at that time when I was, and I was there, it was mostly white cops at the time. So he didn't want to kill any more white people because he already apologized to the guy he shot at tops already. But he thought, I guess I'm thinking, he's saying to myself, I better surrender. I want to kill none of these people. And he surrendered. And while he was live streaming, it, we were standing there. The lady said, you want to see this? I said, no, because we didn't know at that time, you know, was she gone? They had it right in the, right there. where we were out there, we looked at, we trying to find out information, and he got it going online. Sorry? Who did? Mr. Um, Payton, the murderer. Streaming it, Mm -hmm. and we were standing outside. We didn't even know who were dead at that time, but the kids, I call them the kids, they were showing me, and I said, I didn't wanna see that. He's sorry. He was having a ball. He was having a great time. Smiling, and just shooting up black people. I'm having a ball, and he's sorry. I don't think in my
6: 54 years I've ever heard of a story of black people going to a community hunting, seeking to shoot or kill white people. I'm tired of it. It's enough. It's ridiculous. And for him to say sorry, he's not sorry. Mm -mm. And the people that egged him on and promoted this, they're not sorry Mm -mm. because it'll happen again and again and again. Enough is enough right now. In a minute, the whole country is going to be some kind of way touched by what's going on with this gun violence. It's too much. You can't wrote about that. That'll if you got out. kids at home, how are you not monitoring your kids? You don't know what your kids are doing. And for white people that don't like black people just because the color of their skin, gotta we got to God. do better. Yeah. We got to do better.
5: That's why I made it clear to them. We all want the same thing. In this age and time, you got the internet and so much more than when we first were growing up at my age. If you don't know something about us, you don't want to know. You know, we believe we want our kids to do well. We work. We want the same you know? things. We're not bothering nobody. We sometimes we are worse enemies, but that ain't got nothing to do with you. We don't come looking for trouble. Anybody can move in our community because in my community where I'm right down the road from here, we got blacks, white, Spanish, Muslims. We don't bother nobody. You know, the kids that's messing with each other. We ain't got nothing to do with that. Please don't put me in the category with other people. I am who I am. I don't have no hate in me. No hate We weren't all. brought up that way. I don't know every white person in Buffalo. I don't know every black person. How am I hate a whole team of people when I don't even know you? That's just crazy talk to me. And I'm sick of that. Quit the undertones. Just ask us. And these are discussions. We're not animals I'm sick of having yeah. to have just, that work. Quit. Just ask us.
6: Trying to figure us out. You it's not that here. hard. It's not. It's not that hard. We're people just like yeah. they are. It's not that hard. Hate, I don't have anything. Zero except for him. I don't, ha- I don't hate him. Well, I do. I, I don't hate him. him. I don't have that in my heart. I do. I'm angry. Yeah, I hate him. But I don't hate him. Yeah, I hate him. That's the only person. I wish I, I can get life. a hold to him. I would like to talk to him. Mm. And I'd like to teach him a couple things. And then I'd like to kick his yeah. That's what I would like yeah. to do. Yeah. But he needs to be taught. And his parents need to do better. And a lot of parents need to do better with their kids. Absolutely. It's a shame. It's disgusting. It is. You just ask the question.
1: We'll answer it. Are you concerned? that the anger that you talk about feeling Mm -hmm. is
5: tearing at your heart. I'm tell you this in all my years of living, I've never said the word I hate somebody, but I could just pitch a cat on the ground and I get so pissed and they didn't deserved it. Nobody deserves that. Nobody. But when I found out in time that he stood over and shot her twice, it was, it was, it was over. It was over. And then as time went on and I said this before when they had to take, Paper mache to put my sister's head back together. I could choke him until I got to talk to me later on. Because this is just mind-blowing to me. To stand over a 110-pound person and shoot him twice. And then you got a gun that nobody should have. It's not a gun like, like the the director, the funeral director said. He's seen gunshots. But, but he like never seen a gun that does such destruction. And by the grace of God that he hated that he had to play God... And he went to school for it. He had to put Kat back together. So we were able to see my sister and gave us closure. And he did a fantastic job. <clears throat> and that's when the hate really made me sick. I got, I got sick for a while. I'm, I'm much better today. But what Peyton did to their loved ones, I don't know all the details to theirs, but I know all the details to Kat. And Kat, she's special to us. And for him to just film it and be proud of himself, there's no apology. I'm sorry, it's not I don't, I, don't, it's I, don't not I, know, I just can't. And if Kat was
6: scared, I don't know. I hope not. Because I I know if he had the courage to point it in her face, she probably would have told him, Baby, put that she down. She would have said, Baby, put that down. That's that's the aunt I know. Cat would say, What's what's wrong? Why do you hate That's us? when I get angry. That's what Kat would say. The anger. Yeah.
5: Cat would find good at anything. Everybody. Everybody. And, everybody, and even that's Cap. She would have. She said, Barbara, he probably didn't know such and yeah. such. That's what she would say. <laughs> That's the truth. My brother Warren said yesterday when he, we heard he was going to apologize, he said, you know, Cat would accept his apology. I said, Warren, well, I don't know about that one this time because it was so heinous. It was so horrible. And for him to smile, that eats me up. I know it's wrong. I know God's going to talk to me on this, but I don't see him in existence. He didn't care. Twice. I keep trying not to think about that. He shot her twice in the back of her head. When we found out uh, the cat was gone, no one ever came to the house to tell us. My brother and I sat outside, 6 in the morning, I think it was. And I told Warren, I said, I can't take this. You know, please, Kay, I got a call. You know, maybe she's in the hospital. We don't know. And I called the coroner and I asked her to have my sister. I described cat. She, she's layered because she's so little. She wore three jackets at a time. I said, just look at her eyes. They're blue. She's black, but she got blue eyes. They real. I said, okay, look at her fingers. She got rheumatoid arthritis. And she asked me and asked me and asked me. None of this is ain't nothing clicking to me. I'm saying to my brother. She said, I'll call you back in 20 minutes. And then nothing clicking to me. The reason why they couldn't identify her, because she didn't have a head at the time. And then she called me back the coroner, like she promised. She was crying. That's how bad he did cat. Do I hate him? Yes. Yes. Very much. Very, very much I hate him. In court.
1: I could see his lips quivering. Um, he started tearing up. Did you see that too?
5: Yeah. When I was talking with him, because I was trying to get close to him. Yeah, I seen it. My eyes was fixed on, him, fixed on him every step. I want him to see the pain that I was feeling. I want him to know Cat was a human being. I want him to know Cat was love. You know, Cat was special. Cat lived a purposeful life. Cat was a human being. Cat was my sister. You took my sister, my best friend. You need to see that. These are human beings you're killing. These ain't no freaking animals. You wouldn't even hit a killer animal with that because you wouldn't have no meat. I don't know more stuff than I need to know. You know, it was a game. It was, you know, he wanted, I guess, his fellow people to. I don't know. It's just evil, just pure evil. And you hear about evil. But then when you see evil right in front of you and it looked like a human being, and you think, this you're a young man, 18 years, at the time, 18, how the hell did he get so much evil in him in such a short time? Well, obviously, somebody taught it to him. You don't be born prejudiced. That we know. Barbara, your son tried to get to him. Oh, Damone. Damone, my, my, boy, my boys are big, and they're protectors, you know what I mean? They lost Cat. Cat to him, to all of the nephews, all of them. They love cat this everything. Cat was a fun. Cat when they were younger, cat would get that tiny it was called. It was a magazine, it was a black magazine, and cat would buy it, and she would read the magazine and highlight what a man should be. Mm. you know, courteous, good to women, stuff like that. So they got a relationship with Cat. We're so close, it's crazy. And he acted on me. I was feeling bad, and they know, and as soon as I got that off my chest, the first thing they all said to me, "You look normal again." And you, and that's accurate, you feel better? I feel after better, I just needed statement. to get up, let him know who Cat was. Kat was a great person. And we're not exaggerating, this is who Kat was. Kat didn't ask for nobody to pat on the back. Kat just gave, that was Kat. Kat got so many awards at our house from every walk of life, for somebody to send something to Kat. And even with Ukrainian home, this is Kat. Ukraine's living back of us all our lives. Kat goes to be a member. Kat go, she says, I'm gonna be a member. She brought him a donation. Soon as Kat passed, they came to the house. Are you Kat's sister. sister? Yes, I am. This is Here we got a plaque for you, for your sister. Ukrainian. Family? Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. That's Catherine. There's no color. We don't we weren't grow up like that. We don't care what color you are. Our family what? A rainbow? Whatever <laughs> you name it, we got them. And we love it. We love it. We don't see color. If I don't like you, like I said, I just don't like you. I'm not gonna be mad at your mama. I'm mad at you, you know, but that's how we were brought up. My dad said, "God love you, we love you too, but we ain't pushovers neither. Don't get it twisted."
1: How do you move forward as a family?
5: Well, we know we got to move forward. We just—I'm just, uh, just going to do the best I can. What Kat did, I can't do everything Kat did, but I'm picking them as I go along, you know. We'll stay, we stay close together. Oh yeah, we
6: close. We can't be. No I think closer. we all going to need counseling, but we all need to stay close together and continue some of the things that. She can do it. Yeah. 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 I mean, we just stick together and treat people right yeah. like we've been treating them. That's the only way I can say we're going to yeah. get through
1: it. None uh, of it. Nine, None. nine months later, are you still having a hard time believing that this happened?
5: Absolutely. <laughs> I try to, we really and truly try to block it as much as you can, but it comes up because we go to court so much. I think about it every day,
6: but at every nighttime is my every worst day. time. Every day I think about it. I have to just shake. You it, got to shake, shake it off. You have like, to shake wow. it off.
5: It's so unbelievable. By us being, we only lived uh, three doors apart, and my brother Warren and I, we would see Cat three or four times a day. And Cat might call you five in the morning because she might be right, and she get tickled, and she know I'm up. And for three months straight, I know every time I went in the basement to do laundry, take your phone. Cat gonna call you. And I did that for. Cat ain't gonna call. That was it. Yeah. yeah. See, we, i seen her every day. I mean, Warren seen her every day. One, we took turns. It was Warren turn this time to take her to the supermarket. And every day, you know, we seen her every day. My son lives upstairs. She named her Damien, her nephew neighbor. So they would take turns on Sunday cooking dinners. So they got to the point where they quit cooking, they start buying out. And Kat says, this is my, she says, oh, this is a retirement community now. That was her and David. She was just funny, and we bring her. You could bring cat the smallest anything. Bring her dinner down, and she'll call you back. Barb, that was so good. Life is good on Cherry Street. That was cat. <laughs> Always positive. Always positive. That was cat. Good people.
1: Sadly, yeah. Um, there is going to be another mass shooting oh, somewhere.
5: Know. Oh yeah, we know.
1: What do you tell people? who, sadly, might one day be sitting in this chair. Like, what do you tell other people as they listen to your story?
5: I feel like pray, because the end is near. Just Just think about the effect you do so many people when you go out there with hatred in your heart. It's not just you and the family you killed. Your loved ones, too, suffer as much. And everybody else is attached, attached to it. it.
6: Everybody attached to it. It's, there's
5: nothing good. Everybody. There's nothing good of killing it's somebody. Selfish. Anybody can kill somebody. But what is what, what, what are you accomplished with that? Selfishness. Self centered selfishness. selfishness. And one day you, you will answer to somebody in the end. But this is what we're going through. I don't wish that on anybody. You know, and even with cat being killed, the children hurt me even worse than cat. Those 24 babies in, uh, was, what, 10 days after Cattenham got killed, that mass shooting? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't, this world is coming to it. I don't know what's wrong with people. I don't even know how you sit around the house and even think that. That's not normal. I think i just go out and kill a bunch of people today. I, mean, I think they need to take a lot of the social media
6: oh, that stuff need to go. off. The air just needs to be done away All with. All that hatred online. The guns are out there. I don't even know how, how do you get them back. They
5: keep producing them. How do you get them back? I mean, people it's still, almost like it's too late now, but people still want to fight over that one gun, that Bushman Whacker gun that only the military should have. What do you need that for? Mm-hmm. You got an army of people coming to you? I mean, why do you need this kind of gun? I don't have a problem with you having a gun, but you need that an automatic rifle that can just wipe out a whole neighborhood. And, you know, yeah, people are be, I think oh becoming God. desensitized yeah, by
6: online and gaming and <laughs> the parent giving the kids the phone and the pad and the tablet all day and nobody's watching their children. It's, 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 this is this gotta be gonna be totally no communication. Be skills, so no social
5: skills. They need to have consequence right. and, and like with John and when you hurt them at is in their pocket. If they going to put this crap online, then you need to hurt them in their pocket. The only thing people understand, take your money. Because that's crazy. You know this is online. It's going all over the world. You got these weak minded, stupid people and, and, and they still. I don't know. Even when I was online, I know this is something different. I'm reading about Peyton because I just need to know stuff about him these last few days. And the reporter is talking about the mass shooting and they got one bar there. It's called the Jumbo Bar. And he went into this bar and this mass shooting is showing your neighborhood. They got it on a baseball game. And they talked about that. And the first thing she said was, and I quote, we're a Trump community. What do Trump got to do with a mass shooting? This is the kind of people he's with. We're here to talk about mass shooting and you're watching the baseball game. It's about your little 5,000 people town and you talking about we Trump people. What do that mean? You talk about guns, they want to fight you about the guns. Seriously, do your family need to get shot in the back or here twice before you understand? We don't need that rifle. You know, we didn't tell, say take your guns away. We said take that gun away. Take that crap off a line. Kids can find anything. And y'all know it's there. Why we need something to say, hey, anybody? None of that crap should be on there. He talked about taking a job. What job did we take, dude? Just stupid stuff. You know, they just uneducated. feed into just stupid uneducated. stuff. Uneducated. Mm-hmm. We, we ain't messing with nobody. It's just stupidity. You want to be stupid, so you stupid. You know, it's just ridiculous to me. We take we taking? What we taking? What? Mortgage is higher. Credit cards is higher. Everything we do is higher. We in the red zone. What do we take? Well, please take it back. What did we take? You know, it's just stupid stuff they say. They're not educated. They don't want to be. You work with me. You see me. I'm just like you. I'm working, got kids at home, going to school, got to go home and do homework. What am I doing different? God gave me this color. Gotta go talk to God about that. Can you imagine waking up every day, eating the same food? To be boring as heck. One color? Are you kidding me? You look like me, I look like you. It's ridiculous. It's just stupid stuff they say that don't make any sense and they run with it. I got tons of white friends because all I work with white people. They're my buddies, most of them. And I'm still getting, never been to a funeral like that before. I said, like what? You guys get up and talk, you preach. I said, that's what we do. I said, you can't have a person read a Bible and you don't know what the Bible is saying. I said, now what they do on their own time, if they're wrong, they got to deal with that. But you should be able to take out that Bible and that preacher's speech and go to that verse he said. If not, you don't go back to that church. What do you mean you've never been to a church? It's no different. We might celebrate a little differently, but you too old not to been to don't been to more white funerals than Carter make liver pills. I go to funerals. I mean, this is what I do, but I don't sit there and not ask you, I don't even ask because I know now, you know. But when I didn't know, I asked questions. Y'all kneeling, y'all Catholic, I get it. Y'all don't pray. Y'all just speaking what he's saying, but how you know what he's saying is from the Bible, if you don't have a Bible. You know, stuff like, I ask stuff like that because that makes common sense to me, you know. Communication. Communication. You just ask questions. I'm not being ignorant. I'll be ignorant to sit there and not know nothing. And I'll just ask my friend, and now I know. Oh, okay. We're different when it comes to, you know. It's just crazy to me. All you got to do is ask a question. You see, we're no different. we all equal at the toilet. That's about it, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't understand people.
1: Thanks for your time. Mm -hmm. Sorry for
5: your loss. We appreciate it. I feel better today. I really, truly do. Oh, good. Honestly, I I haven't felt this good since 514. Because he just needed to hear me speak. I just needed to speak for my sister, Mm -hmm. you know? Because I want people to know somebody. Mm. She's my sister. We love her.
1: Yeah, you both yeah. did beautifully. And yeah. um, I learned a lot about Cat.
5: Yeah. You know, oh. and your family. you going to Cat's everywhere. Cat mm. was outspoken. Politician, a lot of them <laughs> didn't like her because Cat would just, especially with, Cat <laughs> would tell you. Mm. She spoke with her words. Mm. Her words talked. Cat mm-hmm. words talked. You would love Cat. No, I said like this. People that meet Cat would like Cat very much, but we love Cat. Because Cat didn't meet strangers, and you wouldn't come to our house, and we have you over in the corner, we people person. Punk, we will go make you welcome, because that's the way we were brought up.
2: Mm-hmm. You're
5: gonna have you over in the corner, and we, you don't know nobody. Cat and Punk would probably be the first two over there, mm-hmm. you know, making you welcome. Because that's mm-hmm. the way we do it. That's the way we do it. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you for coming. Thank yeah. you for your time.
1: That is America Changed Forever for this week. Thanks to Paul Woody Woodhull in District Productive. Don't forget to check your local listings to see when ACF airs in your community. For now, I'm Jeff Begays, and that is how America Changed Forever...
7: why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
0: The Hargan women seem to have it all. We
5: were blessed. My mom was amazing.
0: But detectives would soon discover...